0: up guys my take radio episode 372 powered by rageworks broadcasting live thursday october 6 2016 i'm your host rich and our call-in number is 347-324-3541 again that call-in number 347-324-3541 you can also interact with the show by heading over to mtrlive.com where you will see our live show chat, as well as video and audio feed for tonight's broadcast. As always, this broadcast will be simulcast on a couple of different providers, including Vaughn Live, StreamUp, Twitch, YouTube Live, and a couple of other providers as usual, including Daily Motion. Audio will be simulcast on Mixler. You can listen to an audio-only feed on mtrlive.com, but you can also download the Mixler app, For iOS and Android devices, punch in my take radio, and you'll be able to listen to high quality audio for this broadcast. As always, archived versions of this show are available within 24 to 48 hours on RageWorks.net, as well as in podcast form on iTunes, Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. Video will be available on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com forward slash official RageWorks. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll get access, of course, to the shows, plus all of our other content, including game trailers, unboxings, product reviews, event coverage, and so much more. All right. So before we jump into this week's show, a couple of housekeeping matters I wanted to get out of the way. Uh, There will not be a show the week of October 17th, as we will be covering the Photo Plus Expo Plus, we got a couple of other events that are going on that week, which will prohibit us from having a live show for that Wednesday and Thursday. But as always, we will put updates on RageWorks.net to remind you guys uh, closer to that week. In addition, if you visited RageWorks.net today, you will notice that RageWorks.net is pink. I'm sure many of you may be curious as to why. If you don't know, it is because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And as someone whose life has been affected by breast cancer, I lost my mom, uh, in 2000, uh, I'm usually trying my best to not be a jaded piece of shit and continue to do as much as possible to raise awareness. Uh, you know, women across the country and even men are affected by this disease on a, at an alarming rate and every every little bit we can do to increase awareness is key. And, If you're of age, ladies, please go get yourselves checked out. Uh, Gentlemen, if you guys notice any weird lumps or any other craziness, go get it checked out. You don't want to get caught out there. And um, with regards to that, we are going to and are still in progress to do something with Coleman for the cure. Uh, Last time we partnered with Coleman for Brawling for Boobies, uh, we raised over $2,000, something I'm very proud of. Uh, partially because we had a lot of really great people involved. Uh, myself, Slick, and some really great partners helped make it possible. So please, as always, um, do every little bit that you can, whether it's um, reminding the women in your life to go get checked out, uh, raising awareness, and just being vigilant as this is something that creeps up. And I'm going to be honest, I it took me a few years to look past the whole pink movement and actually be someone who was part of the um was part of the solution and not someone who was jaded because of the loss that they endured i was I was fucked up for a long time i'm you know I make no no illusions about that, but I realized that instead of being angry, I could use my platform as you know as limited as it is to do my part, whether it's you know raising money or you know encouraging awareness or women to get checked out, whatever the case may be. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that you know we we as as a brand should focus and strive on on doing you know it's not just about reviews and you know breaking news stories and trying to be funny and all that. that's great but as always it's all there's there's something a lot bigger than that and you know I've said it before you know Gary Vaynerchuk said something that really resonated with me and he said, Sometimes it's not about how much money you make, but how you make it. And I think that applies to many things. And it's not sometimes just money. Sometimes you can make an impact just being yourself or, you know, being edgy, but it's about what that impact does. And if, you know, me doing this and raising $2,000 for Coleman along with the rest of our team allows a kid to... You know, have an extra Christmas with his mom or a husband to spend another wedding anniversary with their wife, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then I feel comfortable with that. So if you're curious, yes, that is why uh, RageWorks.net is pink. If we do manage to finalize everything with Coleman and we get a couple of events set up, we will definitely share that information with you guys. But as always, you know, if you want to do your part outside of what we're doing, by all means, you know, Uh, look up Coleman for the cure. If you want to be involved with them or any of your other local charities that are doing something for breast cancer awareness month, do your part. It every little bit helps. That's for sure. So wanted to get that out there. Also got a couple of new shows out there. We got a brand new episode of TRSS. I am bummed that we did not get a brand new episode of black is the new black because the internet is an evil place and ended up uh, the, the boys ended up losing their show I don't know if it was because of recording issues or connection issues, but they were unable to get a show out this week. No fault of their own. Like I said, technology can be a bitch, Uh, but definitely be on the lookout for a new black is the new black next week. In addition to that, I know that Josie's boy is working on a brand new episode of call me when it's over. It may even be completed uh, shortly after we wrap tonight's episode of MTR. So be on the lookout for that Couple of announcements in that regard. I talked about this during last night's MMA and wrestling show, but I know some of you guys want individual feeds for the shows. You can actually grab the RSS feed for the show of your choice, put it in your pod catcher, and you'll be able to get your hands on any of those shows. We are still completing the transition from the My Take Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio to officially just make it the Rageworks Network. And it'll have all of our shows there, including, obviously, MTR, Black is the New Black, TRSS, Call Me When It's Over, and the very soon-to-debut variant issue, which we are actually going to pull the trigger on it. So be on the lookout for it this weekend. Uh, Myself and Jimbo Slice uh, talking comics, collectibles, pop culture. It's going to be pretty crazy, so be on the lookout for that broadcast schedule right now is looking like monthly but there may be um some alterations to where it might be bi-weekly we'll see how it goes but nonetheless be on the lookout for issue number one of the variant issue next thing i did want to discuss i know a lot of you guys have been waiting for iHeartRadio, spotify and um google play still finalizing that like i said i updated guys yesterday uh that caught the MMA and wrestling show got to update you guys as well. and um, like I said, once that's finalized, we will make formal announcements on rageworks.net. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention, I know people have made inquiries about working with us, uh, advertising, et cetera, etc. Cetera. As I mentioned at the close of every show, if you're interested in advertising either on rageworks.net or on live episodes or podcast episodes of My take radio. You can email us, um, you know, obviously we give the email at at the end of the show, but there's also a contact form on the site. If you want to advertise on any of the other shows, you can reach out either to the individual hosts or you can let me know and I can relay the information via the contact form as well. Uh, with regards to advertising slots, I have obviously live reads for either one of our two live shows, or for any of the podcast episodes that any of my colleagues are hosting, we uh, we can definitely make something happen. I know some of you have asked about that. And I also got a couple of inquiries about writing and working with Rageworks. Um, always looking for good, fresh talent to work with and showcase on Rageworks.net. But we are a little selective only because you know we want people that are going to be in it the entire ride not just oh i want to get out a guest post or some other bullshit but i mean really invested like they believe in what we're trying to do they share some of the same things and some of the same interests we do or at minimum just want to be part of something that they feel is you know has a future i know some people have reached out and they want to do guest posts or they want to contribute and you know i'm not i'm not going to be a dick about it but we're, we're looking for people that are that are trying to get in on the ground floor, so to speak, and and ride it till the wheels fall off or at minimum are looking to do more than just uh, promote their own agenda and are trying to create some genuine content. And what I mean by that is, you know, we want people that want to review comics or games or want to do TV shows or wrestling or MMA. And I mean, on a consistent basis, I mean, our requirements are very minimal And if you want further details, feel free to hit me up on the contact form on RageWorks.net or via email rich at RageWorks.net, and we can iron out those details. But I did want to get that out there because I got a couple of different inquiries this week, and I felt like I was just repeating the same shit that um, I repeat on a consistent basis with regards to that. So there is that. All right, that is going to wrap up the housekeeping uh, with regards to tonight's show, gaming news are a little light, but I know that Slick and I have a couple of things that we do want to discuss. Uh, there's a couple of gripes I want to share, uh, particularly about the the changing of streaming culture and how you know minorities and female gamers are being attacked um, on their streaming channels by people whether it's with racist commentary, etc. And, you know, that's becoming more and more prevalent as of late. I do want to get into that. I want to also discuss some of the new announcements regarding Twitch now that Amazon is adding some additional Prime benefits to benefit those of us that use Twitch. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the upcoming games. We got Gears around the corner. Um, everybody's looking forward to that. I'm, you know, definitely pumped to give that game a shot. And I also think that it's going to be one of those things that we're going to try and stream. I know Danny from Row flush magazine is in the chat and I know she's been playing gears. They actually put out their review for the game. So please check it out on Row flush magazine.com. If you haven't uh, mafia three is around the corner. Hopefully our very own slick. will take that game for a ride and break that down. But as I said, if you're, if you're a gears fan and you want to get some genuine non-fucking-bought opinions on the gears game make sure to hit up our friends at royal flush um i think danny and double jump did a hell of a job uh with that and i'm looking forward to watching them mix it up online i know that danny wants to do some streaming so keep an eye out for that we'll try and share it with you guys when that is going on all right with that said let's switch gears let's jump into some gaming shall we so the first thing i want to talk about is what's going on with twitch now that you know the amazon and twitch relationship is really starting to take off uh there was a brand new announcement which is twitch prime which is weird because obviously it's a new enhancement from amazon's prime subscription and you're going to get an array of different free features um if you're already an existing amazon prime member then you already have twitch prime if you don't then obviously you're gonna be you're gonna have to pay for it. Now, if you don't remember, Amazon purchased Twitch for one billion dollars in 2014. Um, many of us have discussed since that acquisition what that would mean for Twitch and what kind of improvements, enhancements, or benefits those of us that are Prime subscribers would get. Now, first thing I got to say is I am a Prime subscriber. I've been for quite some time. I share that membership with my wife and um, some family members and some friends. And I got to say that I really thought that the whole Prime thing, um, not the Twitch, not sharing Twitch, we share Prime, sorry, Um, the whole Prime scenario initially I thought was complete bullshit. And then I realized that I do a lot of shopping through Amazon and the amount that I save between shipping and some of the breaks and some of the perks that you get as a Prime subscriber um, really started to pay for themselves. I mean, in shipping alone, between cell phone cases, cables, certain accessories, uh, certain Blu-rays, certain toys, before it was all said and done, that $100 had already paid for itself. And it does sound like a lot, but if, if if you haven't tried Prime, definitely do I know that for Black Friday people that are prime subscribers get access to certain things that regular uh, Amazon customers do not get and stuff like that does pay for itself it, it's a good value and if possible split it split it with a couple of people I mean it's a hundred bucks split it with some 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 close friends and try and leverage that I mean besides obviously all the shipping perks We get the Amazon Prime video and we also get the streaming service, which obviously it's no Spotify or Pandora, but it's pretty good in terms of the library of music that is available. Plus, I read a lot of stuff on Kindle and if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can get some benefits from the Kindle library as well. Now, in terms of how Twitch Prime is going to work, you're going to get free game loot every month. Uh, whether it's something like um, you know, Polygon put out a piece like a Hearthstone Hero or an indie game. You're going to get discounts on new release games um, from pre-order until two weeks after launch. You're also obviously going to be able to link your Amazon and Twitch accounts for ad-free viewing. Plus, you're going to get free stuff like emotes, different chat badges, and you're going to get one free channel subscription every 30 days. The Twitch Prime... Um, package is going to exist is going to replace the a pre-existing turbo product in countries where twitch prime is available obviously us uk canada germany france the turbo option will be available in company in countries where prime is not available uh, turbo of course which dropped in 2013 provided a lot of what's included in twitch prime most notably obviously ad free experience which was nine dollars now if you're already a Turbo member, you're going to be able to keep that subscription. But, you know, a lot of people are saying that you might have a better value for upgrading. Now, if you are an existing Amazon Prime subscriber, all you need to do is go to twitchprime.com and link your Amazon Prime and Twitch Prime accounts. I will be doing that after tonight's broadcast. I, I think it's a step in the right direction. I think as Amazon's Prime as Amazon prime's popularity continues to grow and you also start to get a lot more benefits, it becomes in, you know, in essence a no brainer to do some of this stuff for me personally, you know, as someone who, like I said, uses Amazon prime quite a bit, I'm happy to see the Twitch integration and I'm probably going to do my best to take advantage of it for, some uh you know an increased twitch presence for RageWorks. we've been doing some testing uh slick and i with twitch and we we got it working we got some stuff up and running and we're going to definitely try to do more but um slick of course has been doing a lot on youtube definitely subscribe to his channel if you haven't um, but i definitely want to try and get slick involved on our twitch channel and i think he and i will discuss that a little further off air But like I said, if you're on Amazon Prime already and you're a Twitch sub, make it happen. Put that together. Make the connection. Twitch Prime and Amazon Prime and get, you know, all those perks and benefits because there are definitely some good ones. That's for sure. I'm going to bring Slick on because we're going to go through some of the gaming news for the week and a couple of other items that I do want to discuss and get his input on. So let me bring him on board. Slick. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? How are you?
1: I'm good. Just a little bit of an angry gamer this week.
0: How so? Please share.
1: Just a, some of it is just politics, which, you know, that is nothing. nobody's fault, really. Got to give a quick shout out and thank you to, <clears throat> excuse me, Miss Maria Jung, who's been very helpful to me this, over the past week. But like I said, that's politics. That's another issue. Right. Uh biggest issue is Niantic Labs.
0: Ah, yes. I was waiting to see if you would bring something up with regards to that. Please, proceed.
1: Niantic Labs, if you don't know, are the people behind the ever-popular Pokemon Go. Right. Now, as we know, if you've listened to the show or if you just haven't been living under a rock... Pokemon Go is literally everywhere. It's worldwide. It's making Niantic a shitload of money. Yes, sir. And it's it's a lot of positive press for Nintendo. Yep. So the question is, why does Niantic Labs hate the Pokemon Go gamer base? Why is that? Anybody who's played Pokemon, the real original game, knows that, you know, you go around this made up, you know, area Right. It's not really the world. It's just an area. The uh, first one was Kanto, which is, you know, a real area in Japan. Right. And you look for Pokemon as you try to get badges and stuff. Correct. Now, let's take somebody that's actually really fucking hard to find in, the, in Pokemon Go, Pikachu. Yep. Flagship character of the series. Correct. In the original game... Let's say you see a Pikachu in the wild. Or even if you, you happen to... um No, you have to see it in the wild. I'll take that back. And it gets away. Your map tells you everywhere in the game that you can potentially find a Pikachu. Right. You still got to go to that area and look for it. but At least you know where to go. Of course. Niantic has nothing like that in their game. Right. Not only that, when... More internet and programming savvy gamers who actually love the game try to create mapping systems for, for the game that don't, you know, they don't catch the Pokemon for you. They don't give you any unfair advantage in the game. Right. It simply tells you where you can find Pikachu right. or fucking any other Pokemon. You know they, they they ban people permanently. Right. They shut down these these web, these mapping systems, which, like I said, all they do is show you where to look. The game literally is worldwide. Right. And there are a small handful of Pokemon that you can only find in certain places. Take, let's take for example the Pokemon Kangaskhan, which is based upon a kangaroo. It can only be found in Australia. Legitimately, Jesus, and I say legitimately because I saw one at Corona Park <laughs> at well, a gym.
0: Well, Corona Park is definitely uh, the Outback.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for us, that's the truth. There you go. But it's like they their their um, reasoning is they're saying that players are cheating. How the fuck are we cheating when? Like I said, the original game had a system that shows you where to look, and you don't.
0: Right. Well, if
1: anything, you're cheating
0: because yo, you're wasting our time. Well, the thing that got me was the new update that was going to be available, where if you pick up medals for catching certain types, you'll be able to capture um, certain larger and more advanced types. In other words, if you have uh, medals for catching flying types and obviously you've catched you've caught eight thousand Pidgeys and everything else. You're gonna be able now to catch some of the more rarer Pokemon breeds based on that those metal achievements, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's a step in the right direction. And I think it's gonna breathe life into the game because let's be honest, how many times do you have you played the game and you're like, Really? I need eight, there's like seventeen rats in this neighborhood or 18,000 Pidgeys in, in, in a span of three blocks. I mean, don't get me wrong. If you're doing the, the hack with the Lucky Egg, by all means, knock yourself out. But outside of that, who gives a shit?
1: <laughs> but all the Lucky Egg does is freaking increase the amount of experience you get. Right. The lore you right. Know, draws Pokemon to you, but even though it draws Pokemon to you, the Pokemon still has to be in the area. Right. I'll give you an example. Yesterday, I wanted to fucking toss tables at people because I was, I'll admit, I was Pokemon hunting. I was on Jericho Turnpike, and I used one of the map systems that Niantic has now fucked up, (laughs) purposely. Of course. And down Franklin Avenue, I saw a Snorlax. Me, personally, I don't have a Snorlax. I've never encountered one in the wild. I've only seen them in gyms. Right. I did, I turned into the freaking maniacs from Burnout Paradise and Need for Speed <laughs> trying to get down Franklin Avenue. Oh, my Unfortunately, God. Unfortunately, it was about three in the afternoon and there was traffic. Right. I missed it by a minute. Wow. Unless they have completely changed the way the game works, what you just said, I'm not saying you, but what you just said. It's complete bullshit Right? because it doesn't matter how many medals you have. If I'm here sitting in Queens and I snow like snow on Franklin fucking Avenue in Garden City, guess what I'm not getting?
0: You're not catching that. that it doesn't particular...
1: matter how many medals I have. You still got to be literally right where the thing is. It's not going to come to you. You got to go to it. No, of course. And that's why removing the maps is bullshit. No, I mean, you have
0: legitimate gripes. You know what what tripped me out is that they put out that little band, you know, the $35 accessory, right? And um, I said to myself, you know, I play the game. My wife plays the game. Eh, maybe I'll pick up the band. It's a $30 investment, and I don't got to worry about walking around with my phone out all the time. So it came out. I didn't bother to pre-order it because I said, how many people can possibly want this band? Oh, boy um needless to say everyone to the point where people are reselling the band for a hundred and a hundred bucks and up and um yeah
1: like video games new york
0: right and dude it's it's a wrap like if you say hey are you guys getting those bands like a lot of retailers you know especially uh GameStop, they're like no you had to pre-order it and after that they didn't that nintendo said we weren't going to get any more and i said to myself this reminds me of the amiibo situation and we know how that goes well the reason i'm going into that obviously is twofold number one i have a feeling that we will see that band again probably in november and we know why that'll be the other reason is yep everybody who was chomping at the bit for the amiibos and reselling them and caking off um guess what the vintage ones that you thought were vintage are going to be re-released. Best Buy is going to be sharing these nice. hard-to-find hard to figures for a limited time starting October 14th. You'll be able to get Gold Mario, Pit, Samus, Mega Man, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Lucina, both retail and online. You can pre-order it too, um, but they will be available in stores. Uh, the Lucina in particular is has gone for some crazy prices. I mean, when when the figure was released in spring 2015, um, you can find it, you know, double and triple and quadruple the $13 asking price that it was. So it's particularly interesting that people, and I remember this, they would go, they would buy them, they would do the flip move, and they would be like, yeah, you know, this is super rare, vintage, you'll never get this one again. And it's like, oh yeah, fuck you guys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and this is, and, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be honest as someone who participates in, you know, Funko, Funko trading, uh, you know, I've, i, I flip some shit because why not? Um, I got to say that I'm glad to a point because what happens is there's, there's plenty of market and I'm being honest, there's plenty of room for markups when it comes to this stuff, but don't get fucking greedy. Because what ends up happening is it bites you in the ass, like it's a little different when it's a little different when you buy a figure and it's one out of 30 cases. and I'll give you guys an example uh, back in the in the late '90s into the 2000s, Marvel used to do their Marvel Legends figures. I'm sure you remember them. And yep. there was an unmasked Wolverine. he was one for every 10 cases. So if you were going to a retailer, you would have to open up 10 boxes and maybe you'd get one. And that figure started fetching, you know, and this was when eBay wasn't was popping but not popping like it is now. You know, we're talking a 12.99 figure that's now 100, 150, 200, then it went up to 300. It went up as high as I believe 600 bucks at one point. And I said to myself, okay, it makes sense. But what happened was motherfuckers got greedy and they were like, oh, we're going to sell this for $700. Get the fuck out of here. So Marvel said, oh, we're going to release an unmasked Wolverine regular. Oh, and they just flooded the shelves with them. So, that, so all those guys that had two and three that they, that, they, that they gamed retailers for to hold on to to make a nut now got fucked. And had essentially a toy that was worth either what it was worth in stores or maybe 5 10 maybe $15 more than it was. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what, like, like I always say, man, as a collector, as someone who's collected everything from comics, you know, my current vice is Pops. The, I'm all for the resell. I'm all for the trading. I've actually done more trades recently. Cause I end up finding some that people can't find then it works out well. And then there's some that I come across that I sell because fuck it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta pay for your drug habit, you know? And, um, like always, you know, a slight markup or, you know, now that there's a price guide for pops, it does exist people, you know, you can see what's worth what. And I got a couple of figures that are worth 75, 80, a hundred bucks. And I'm not trying to go out there to sell them because I bought them and those are keepers. But it's cool to know that they're worth that. But I'll say this, too. If they release, they re-release them down the road and they go down in value, I don't give a shit, you know? Right, because you're keeping them. Right. And and the other thing is, even if you buy two and you buy one to sell, even, even if you make $10 more than what you paid, you're still making a profit. Yes, it's not quadruple the, the, what you paid for it, but you're not always going to get that. And that's what amuses me with People this. People And exactly. And that's what amuses me with this. You know, I like, like I said, man, I'm all for it. I'm all for buying stuff, trading, flipping, but be realistic. Don't be the guy that comes and takes every figure off the shelf. Oh, I'm going to buy all 50 of them because I can. It's like, yo, you're hurting everybody else at the same time. You're taking it out of the hands of some little kid. Right. The little five-year-old kid that's really a freaking Wolverine fan. Exactly. And that's what happens. Like, what happened with the Amiibos, and, you know, I see that Danny was laughing in the chat, is exactly that the Amiibo thing got really fucking insane. Like, I flipped Amiibos for a while because I'm like, man, you know, I spend, if I spend $14 and they're just there and I can make back 25 made back, you know, I made back an $11 profit. Not the end of the world. You know, and I'll put it towards something else, and that's fine because, like anything else, you gotta pay for boxes, you gotta pay for gas, you gotta you gotta pay for 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 the habit. But dudes are like, oh, this was this one's three hundred dollars. Why? What Amiibo? What magical Amiibo price guide did you look at that doesn't exist that said that this is three hundred dollars? It's
1: the same jackasses that sold the the PS three for a thousand dollars. Or sold the the um the Guardians of the Galaxy steel box for seventy to a hundred dollars. Well, here's the thing for with that. A freaking twenty dollar movie.
0: Well, here's the thing with that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna also I'm gonna I'm gonna put an asterisk there. If some if people are paying that, and you can actually make a profit, more power to you. You want to know why? Because guess how guess how that stops by you not fueling that machine. If you put something out there constantly for $1,000, when you know that it's selling for 400 then you deserve for the shit to be on a peg warmer. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're taking the Guardians, we'll use that steelbook as an example. I remember when it came out, and I remember you told me, like, yo, people went fucking crazy for it. And it was going for $70. If people would have just started saying, yo, I'm only paying 40 And you would, and people would have realized shit. I got this warming the fucking peg here. It would have sold for forty. You know what I mean. But the minute that somebody goes and says "fuck it," I'll pay it because I want it. Then you're part of the problem.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. But it goes back to what you said about the guy who's buying fifty, right? Because that day when I walked into Best Buy, I heard what do you call it? Um, I heard Best Buy employees talking about they had to stop people. And put a limit on them because when they were before they even got to pack out the discs, they had, you know they had that little cart and they had the boxes. Right. People were trying to pick up the whole box. Right. They're like, no, get the fuck out of here with that shit. No, and that you and, and, get and that's one, true. You get two.
0: Listen, when it comes to stuff that I'm getting to flip or to trade, I set my limit personally maybe at two, three at most because I've been bit before. Or it's like you buy five. And you sell three and then you're stuck with two. And then before it's all said and done, you either got to sell it for what you paid or you got to sell it for less money just to get rid of it. It's not worth it. It's not. And again, this applies to everything. But like I said, if and I tell people this all the time, if you're able to get your hands on something that is I'll give an example, Kanye West sneakers, whether you love the guy or you hate the guy, the retail value on those shoes is, let's say, two hundred dollars. You go on eBay right now. those shoes are selling for six, seven, eight, nine, a thousand, 1, eleven hundred, 1, twelve hundred thirteen hundred, two thousand, depending on which shoe in particular. But guess what? Why does that continue to happen?
1: I mean this is a bad example, but I would say because Kanye wasn't the saying they're worth that much nope i'll I tell you what you're saying I'm slightly exaggerating, but no, I don't no. believe he would say that
0: no i'll tell you on the contrary he he was very upset with Nike because Nike would say oh these shoes are limited and they weren't you know what i'm saying like it was like they're only limited because you guys said they were limited because you decided we're going to send a thousand now and a thousand in 6 months they weren't limited and that's one of the things in this case obviously they've changed the the approach where for you to get the sneaker you know you go to the adidas app if you get it, if you go there at a certain time, you're able to reserve them and if you get chosen, you get them. Yes, it's a lottery system. Sure, you could game the system with bots, but there's opportunity. Eventually, it's going to become where the shoes are just going to be available and that'll be the end of that. But it's not happening anytime soon because it's a it's a it's a huge cash cow for Adidas and for Nintendo as much as I love Nintendo, you know Nintendo's good for saying, oh, this is extremely limited. And then six months later, they're everywhere. Remember when they did Wii Fit? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so limited. And How many Wii Fit boxes were warming the fucking shelves by that
1: following year? You remember that? It's It happens in pretty much everything. Though. Yep. And they they do it while they can.
0: Yep. And it's manufactured hype because even though companies will complain about resellers, the resellers are a necessary evil because they build a buzz. And like I said, I'm all for that, but don't go fucking crazy either. And don't be one of those people that's trying to do it as a get rich quick scheme, you know, because that doesn't help either as a fan, you're a fan. And if you turn your passion and your hobby into something that you make money on, that's fine. But if you're just somebody that's jumping in for the sake of it, you're fucking it up for everybody else. Simple as that. And that's and and, you know, now with consoles, it's starting to happen too. the the beauty of it is, though, that with consoles, the days of that five and six and seven, you know, you know, quadruple markup, you know, you know, seven times more than what it costs. It's it's becoming less and less prevalent because you're being you're being you're you're getting other opportunities to get shit. Like I was
1: laughing and at the people, at, uh, people are hip to the game now. They'll wait for that. Yep. That slim
0: dude. I was laughing at the people that were already trying to flip the, uh, the Xbox gears, uh, exclusive consoles, because I'm like, you do realize that the shit just dropped on top of the fact that most retailers are going to get them. <laughs> now, let me, let me, let me be Frank. If you're gonna say, "Oh, I want to get my my son a Gears Xbox One for Christmas," and you decide that you're gonna look for the shit on December first, guess what? You're not gonna get
1: <laughs>
0: a present for your child. And if you are, you gonna you're gonna have to pay to play. And that's what I mean. Like the people that are making money are because you know in that capacity, it's just because you were lazy and you didn't do your due diligence. And I'm gonna make money, and you have the and you have freedom of choice to pay me what I want or not. But don't try to fucking get don't rich off have the sh- way online
1: is on Black Friday anymore. You can
0: just yep. wake up early yep. and go to your computer precisely, and that's the shit that amuses me. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, I'm gonna sell this Xbox, this Gears Xbox for seven hundred and fifty dollars." Really, you are because I could walk into the Microsoft store and buy it. <laughs> you know I could walk into a local mom and pop and maybe pay an extra 25 or 50 and still get it. It's just insane. But like I said the beauty of this is that everybody thought that those amebos, oh, like like that Lucina one from, you know, from Fire Emblem. Everybody's like, "Ah, oh, you know, it's going it's 50, 60, 75, 100 bucks when that shit drops, that it's going to trickle back down to like $25." The
1: shit that kills me the most about that is that the majority of those people Don't even use the shit for what it's intended for. Nope. Definitely not. We have a friend in common. Let's just say he lives in the upper borough. Right. And he has a shitload of amiibos. Right. They're like action figures on a shelf.
0: Yep. And that's fine because the design is cool enough that some people actually did that. That's why they sell the little standees and all that shit to put them in. And that's fine. But at that point...
1: It's like absolutely. I mean, it's your money. You do what you want.
0: Right, but like I say to people that are that aren't using them, don't go paying more than what the fuck they cost. If you're not even going to play with them, or you're not even going to try that, you
1: know. I have one amiibo. I have the Wooly Yoshi amiibo because I wanted a Wooly Yoshi.
0: Yep, and it looks cool. I mean, that was a and pretty awesome Yoshi's design. Yoshi's
1: Woolly World.
0: It was a dope design when they did it. I was like, wow, that's pretty badass. I was like, I could, I could, I would actually buy that as, as for something on my shelf, you know, like the one they did for Little Mac from Punch Out. You know, when I was growing up, I was big into Punch Out, and when I saw it, I was like, hey, I'd buy that and put it on my desk. Then I said, "Fuck it, I'm not buying that." You know, like <laughs> reality sunk in. But that's what I mean. Like, like even this shit with the pops. You know, I buy the pops, but I'm not paying more than. Uh, I think the most expensive one I bought was Grodd because from, from the flash because he was a, a, a convention exclusive and even what i paid for it though i understood the person had to make a profit which is fine and they weren't being super crazy about it they were like listen it's gonna cost you 45 bucks with shipping so it was 25 they marked it up 10 10 to ship it 45 bucks oh no you don't you can't make a 10 dollar profit it, it, it's not my fault i didn't go to fucking comic-con to buy
1: the shit you know I'm not mad at that. You know, I have condemned the flipping, but I ain't mad at that. Nah, man. I, and
0: that's what I mean. Like, sometimes you, you, what you may be able to get your hands on, somebody may not. And and this is especially popular with, like, the stuff that Hot Topic does or maybe FYE or Walmart. Because, dude, I mean, there's there's Pops that, uh, using Pops as the example, that are exclusive to Walmart, that I've never seen because our local Walmarts suck ass. You got a better chance of buying crack in the the Walmart. You got a better shot of buying crack in that Walmart. Yeah, Yeah, but that's what I mean. But even there, you go there and it's like, oh, those, we don't get those. Like, whatever. But that's what I mean. Like, if I want that particular one and I can't find it, I got to pay for it. You know, because somebody's doing the legwork for me. Now, before I brought you on... Before I brought you on, I was talking about you know all the stuff that Twitch is doing to obviously make themselves even more of a, of a viable uh, streaming service for gamers. Obviously, with the Amazon Prime integration, that's huge. But now they're also going to allow gamers to upload videos, in not just live streaming, but just pre-recorded stuff. So you'll be able to put that stuff up as well. And what they're saying is that Twitch is doing this because they want to take they want to take the competition to YouTube, which is very interesting. Of now, course. now the thing about that is, you know, they're going to, they're going to do it. They're going to create this video on demand service. And I wanted to ask you because you are primarily a YouTube streamer. And I wanted to ask and and get a little bit of rationale behind your, your decision to use YouTube over Twitch.
1: Well, I had, I started Streaming on Twitch. Right. The first time I streamed was on Twitch. It was, I mean, when I first started streaming, just period, it was kind of a rough go for me because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. But at least at the time, I liked the fact that YouTube archives automatically for you. Right. Twitch was not doing that. I don't know if they do that now, but they, they were not doing that.
0: Right. It, it, it's they're, they're starting to do it now. They're rolling it out gradually.
1: And, you know, there's a lot of things that YouTube already has in place that if Twitch is going to allow uploading of the videos, they definitely have to make sure they have, like categorizing videos and things like that definitely has to be put in place. The one thing I can see where they might actually be able to pull ahead of YouTube early in the game would be, if they could allow even within like a playlist to have to to allow for further subdivision. Okay. Like I'll use an example of something I stream very frequently or, or put videos up for very frequently, Hitman. Right. Because Hitman is released episodically, I have, you know, a, a playlist just for Hitman videos on my channel. Right. It would be great if there could be further subdivision for each individual episode especially because of their elusive target system you know flipping back and forth between different locations. Right. Because I might be you know right now I am releasing videos for Hitman Colorado which is the the current episode but someone pointed out that out of the 10 elusive targets that have come out 5 have been in Paris. Right. The last one was in Paris. And at that point the game as far as episodes was in Bangkok. Right. So my playlist just goes in chronological order, but if I could, you know, dump everything like everything that happens in Paris in Paris, everything that happens in in Italy in Italy, right. everything that happens in Africa and so on, that would be, you know, it would not only make things Neater, it it would allow you know subscribers and and even you know anonymous viewers to more quickly find what they're looking for. Right. So what so you're what you're if asking, anybody from Twitch is listening.
0: That's then, no. What I was going to say is so what you're asking for, just so I can break it down a little bit more, is you're asking for um, subdivisions in existing categories. So you want a category within a category. Right. Okay. Gotcha.
1: Now, with that said, you know, like just easy, easy example: your computer. Right. You might have a folder titled RageWorks. Right. But then within that folder, you'll have folders that say My Take Radio. Right. Black is a new black. Correct. You know, call me when it's over.
0: Right. I, I, I definitely get what you're saying. I, you know, I, I actually use a lot of lists for the RageWorks channel. You know, My Take Radio has its own playlist uh, playthroughs have its playlist, have their own playlist streaming stuff goes in there. I did a, a, a playlist for your stuff. Once we figure out how you could stream to the YouTube channel. But, um, the, the thing is, I, I agree with you. I think that would definitely be a solid addition, especially because of exactly what you said, for instance, and here's an even an uh, even more, you know, permanent, uh, pertinent example. It's, Think about this: You're playing Street Fighter. You're doing playthroughs and tutorials for each one of the characters. Why can't they all be under Absolutely. Street Fighter Five and a playthrough and tutorial or the ending for each particular character? I'm with you. I think that that is something that's sorely that's sorely missing. I mean, they should definitely, at minimum, allow you to go, you know, one down or two down or three down, depending on what it is, and it should also be associated with the game especially in youtube's case where once you go in you can actually pull up the game that you're playing you should have the ability to do that
1: i agree because i mean at that point it's still up to the youtuber to make it that neat right but at least have the option for them
0: right you want to create a hierarchy i understand i think i think that's a that's a solid idea man and i think if, if twitch implemented that it would be it would be cool um I do got to say, you know, a lot of news were coming out of TwitchCon and people were talking about all the different things that are going on and obviously all the improvements to the service. And as someone who's used the service on and off, I haven't yet experienced um, any sort of anything negative, And that's primarily because I haven't created an established streaming schedule. But, um, you know, one of the things that came out for me in during, you know, reading about this event was what they were talking about, which were issues with diversity on Twitch and I'm curious as someone who's been gaming on YouTube and how, you know, how much of a, of a visceral and sometimes evil playground YouTube can be. Have you experienced any of that personally
1: yet? When you say diversity, you mean like people as far as like coming on and just like doing like, yeah, like trolling negative comments, Yeah, like stuff? trolling,
0: like trolling negative comments, things like that. Not necessarily from a racial perspective, but just in general, like how's that been for you on the YouTube space
1: for me personally on my channel? Yep. I haven't experienced it. And I, I, you know, say yet, and I knock on wood cause I'm thankful for it. I think that's because my viewership is still small. Right. I have, like I said, I, I occasionally mention my friend, you know, YouTuber vanilla beast. Right. Who has a larger viewership. he, you know, he made me a moderator for when he streams and I unfortunately have had to moderate quite often uh-huh. because somebody will come in and just randomly say some completely inappropriate like when I say inappropriate I mean there was not even any catalyst for it. Just right. some inappropriate racist shit. Yep. Some stupid shit or just start spamming saying like trying to advertise something that has nothing to do with even YouTube and you know those people got to get banned
0: well here's here's the funny thing that you know I was reading up a, a piece on Polygon and they were talking about you know the diversity and there was a panel that they were streaming on Twitch that was aptly titled diversify Twitch and there were there was actual hate speech and trolling during the panel on Twitch.
1: <laughs> and that, it's weird. Like, I, I see that more often on Twitch than I do on YouTube. Well, it was funny. I mean, take any, any um, like, PlayStation or Microsoft or E3 live stream that right. happens on Twitch. It's hard to catch it sometimes because there'll be it scrolls so many so fast. viewers. Yeah, exactly. But the shit that comes out of these people's fingers...
0: Well, here's the funny thing. One of the uh, comments that, that resonated with me and I wanted to bring it up was that somebody said, and I quote, black people aren't the only ones who get trolled. And I understand that. It's true. Trolling is a, is a universal thing. But I also feel that people's baser instincts, not even being African-American, but just being a minority, you're going to get a different type of a reaction than – a non-minority gamer that's not to say that non-minority gamers don't have their own challenges either because you know female gamers have to experience their own their own things and another comment that jumped out that you know polygon showcased in their article was the line you should have thicker skin if you want to stream and as i read that it really boggled my mind that we have become this type of of an uh, th- We've become this type of a generation where we can actually co-sign abuse of any sort. It fucking boggles my mind that shit like that happens. Like, listen, I understand you want to be funny, you want to kind of say something, and oh, you know, you want to be edgy. But co-signing abuse in any capacity makes you part of the fucking problem.
1: Absolutely, because I could turn around and say, you should have thicker skin, and I mean that literally if you want to troll. Because when I show up at your doorstep, you're going to need thicker skin when I start whooping that ass.
0: But that's, but but you see what happens? You see how that now, you know, you've brought to my attention and you've mentioned stuff like that where, you you know, people use the old, it's but it's the Internet. And that goes back to what I was saying about people being... To people co-signing all of this stuff, hate speech, um, you know, gender, gender speech, sexual orientation speech, and people thinking, eh it's just comments on the internet." No, no, the fuck, it's not. These are people that are genuinely going to work, punching in at nine a.m. to work, are working, are shaking hands, are are being model citizens. And at 11 p.m., they will wander into a chat and tell a young woman who's streaming that isn't even scantily clad that she is a whore or show us your tits. And that's and this is the problem. People are like, oh, but it's, you know, it's just stupid kids. Not always. And that's an even scarier thing.
1: I'll give you I'll give you stupid kids grow up into stupid adults, and right. those Stupid adults keep doing those stupid kid things.
0: Right. Well, here's a, here's an example that I'm going to give, um, you know, Ben host of black is the new black shared something on social media recently. And I, I believe you might've seen it as well about a Facebook message that a friend of his got from someone yes. in college. And it was like, once the person was like, Hey, I'm going to report you that person that person crumbled and I bring this up because that's the problem. The problem is that as a streamer or as a person who is a content creator, you are creating content for the masses. And, uh, and again, don't misunderstand. There's going to be trolling. There's going to be, uh, you know, stuff that, that people say to you, which definitely is going to make you look at the screen and be like, really, you get, you talk to your mother with a mouth like that. But the thing that gets me is the fact that so many, so many different personalities and so many different gamers are genuinely complacent about this sort of stuff. And it, and, it, and it disturbs me. Like, reading that and the fact that Twitch was streaming a panel on diversity and people were writing fucking commentary like this shows you that this is a big problem. It's fucking scary, dude.
1: People think it's funny and they say it's just the internet, but no, it's not because the fact that you, just because you have that safety of being behind the keyboard, think it's cool to say this means it's still in your head, it's still in your heart. Right.
0: And here's here's one thing I'm going to say before we kind of bring it full circle. If you went to work, to your place of employment, and walked up to a female colleague and said, and I quote, Show us your tits. What would happen to you?
1: I mean, in, in a, and I say this in a positive way, mm-hmm. in a perfect world, I would, you know, be called into HR and disciplined, possibly fired. Right. In the real world, especially, unfortunately, in my workplace, results may um, vary. <laughs> Exactly. Right. Thank right. You. <laughs> no. 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 And
0: and I, and I understand that because there there's a lot of workplaces where you know the 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 you know br- the bro the bro mentality and and you know the 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 frat mentality is is there. And I understand that. And don't misunderstand. I'm not saying this to be any kind of a tight ass or a buzz a buzz kill or a killjoy because we joke around. We say stuff. We say off color things. Uh. You know. And I always say this. If you if if you gonna if you can walk into a workplace and say what you're gonna say and not get fired, then either your workplace is incredibly tolerant or you work in a really shitty environment. Period. Because last time I checked, if you're walking down the street and you call a girl a whore, you're probably gonna get slapped. In New York City you may get shot, stabbed, cut, bludgeoned, or any of the above. But just think about that. And this is what I always tell people. And I'm sure that somebody's going to be like, oh, there he goes being a feminist. But like I always say, you got mothers, you got wives, you got girlfriends, maybe, maybe you just have your hand. But um, in any case, if you do have those significant others in your life, whatever they may be, I sincerely doubt that if somebody called your wife or girlfriend or mother a whore, that you'd be like, oh, they were just joking around. You would probably find that person and skin them alive and wear their skin for Halloween. So, to to that to that end, I, I'm being honest, dude. I'm, I'm being dancing
1: honest. around the by horses. There you
0: go. But but I just for I just say this, <laughs> dude. I say this because it really, really, really blew my mind that during a panel about diversity, that that is what was going on. It was it. it I I read it and I'm like. Really? This is real life? And I get it, you know? It's the internet, people are going to do what they're going to do, but people forget that you can be held accountable. And that's what trips me out. What trips me out are the people that go on Twitter and type out any old thing and then don't think that somebody's going to screenshot that and look them up and send it to their place of employment.
1: You mean basically everybody in the NBA? Very good. But but,
0: but again, this is the type of stuff that... I understand you got freedom of speech. You can say what you want, but saying what you want doesn't necessarily mean that you got to say things that are fucking hateful or, or terrible. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just not cool. And like I said, to see that being, being a realistic, a realistic thing in an environment that's talking about diversity is fucking scary. Oh, you're a streamer. You should have thicker skin. Really? (laughs) Like, I couldn't believe that. I was like, I'm like, wow! I'm really reading this on on in, in a column. It's it's insane. The only other thing I wanted to mention before I I toss it over to you was the uh, the frustration from people that um, get Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. They'll only be able to to access the Modern Warfare remastered, but only if they have the disc. And people were definitely annoyed. Um, you know, if you get it from you know, uh, the remastered edition for the PlayStation uh, off the PlayStation network, you'll be able to, uh, use the physical version of the game to play that on Xbox one. You're going to need the, the disc and you're also going to require an additional download in either case. You're going to need an internet connection to even play the remastered game and people are
1: pissed. I don't see why. I mean, I, I, I do get it. It's just that it's like it's it's Call of Duty. Yep. They only care about making money. So I don't know why it's surprised. I mean, in general, just with um, what do you call it? In general, when you have a situation where there's any kind of special bonuses for a game, you pretty much got to get the the physical version of it to get that. I mean. That, that's why you know, people that say, oh, digital versions are great, really? So, I mean, if you really don't care about getting that Drake statue or that, that Ryu bust or that art book for whatever RPG, right? then, hey, go ahead and get your digital versions. Guess what? I'm a game reviewer. All they send me are digital versions. Not that they would send me the special editions anyway, but... Right. I mean, I don't get to see those unless I run out and buy the special edition. Right.
0: Well, here's something interesting. No, and,
1: it's,
0: no. no I was going to say that you know the distinctions are important because Legacy, the digital Legacy version, Legacy Pro, and digital deluxe editions of Infinite Warfare are the only way for people to play Modern Warfare Remastered. If you're a console user buying the Legacy or the Legacy Pro edition and you want to play the game... You're going to have to keep that game, keep the disc if you want to play it. And the reason that they're doing this is because it thwarts the plan to acquire the special edition, download Modern Warfare, keep it, and then sell the game on, you know, on aftermarket or trade it in for store credit. So I understand people's frustrations of, oh man, I need the disc. And you know, people people are, are annoyed. But I also understand that the company does not want to get shafted.
1: Right, because people would, you know, not only sell the game and probably pass it to their friends, right, and let them get the Modern Warfare, so that you know, even though they don't have the new game, they could play Modern Warfare Remastered together.
0: Right, and the other thing was exactly something, and I and I'm referencing this because of what you said regarding No Man's Sky, where look how far how far along the game was before they decided, oh, we're going to give people refunds. It's it's a similar situation that they're trying to avoid. They're trying to avoid. Oh well, you know, I didn't like the game. I'm going to return it or I'm going to trade it in, but I still get to keep the free
1: one. You didn't like the game. You played it for seventy hours. You didn't <laughs> like. Get the hell out of here. But but you get what I'm saying. Like look I'm about sorry. It. I could I could not have been that company. No, I
0: I, I I'm agreeing with you know I agree with you 100. But I'm bringing it up because while I understand the frustrations of oh my god I need the disc I need the internet like. I understand the having to jump through that many hoops. It is frustrating, but I also understand the fact that people will pull that move. People will pull that move.
1: People are always trying to get over.
0: Yep. hundred percent. But I figured I would, I would bring that up as a, uh, you know, to kind of bring it full circle through, a you know, based on what we were talking about with no man's sky. Um, with that said, is there anything else you wanted to add? Oh yes. Shoot.
1: And it goes right back to diversity.
0: um, All ears.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's the the deliciousness of those same people you're talking about that sit behind the keyboard and say those horrible things. Right. Because especially with it being October 7th, they are up in arms and boo-hooing and and whining because good old Lincoln Clay – Yep. Who, if you all know, if you've been living under a rock, is the star of Mafia 3. Yep, he's the protagonist. Not only is, is taking down... He's not only taking down uh, an Italian mafia in New Bordeaux, which is a parody of New Orleans, he's also taking down their parody of the Ku Klux Klan. Yep. Like I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the, one of their trailers featured him mowing down basically a Klan rally. Right, And I, I didn't give any opinion on it because, you know, we, we try to stay a little bit yes. PC here. Yes, absolutely. But basically, I, I mentioned that, I, I like I said, I called it. I was like, this game is going to have a lot of controversy. The, the same trailer showed a scene basically akin to slavery. Right. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I mentioned that it showed Lincoln Clay mowing down a Klan rally. Well, here's
0: the the thing I got to say with regards to that, and I'm going to be honest. Uh, When when you're looking at stuff like this, and it's any game, anybody and everybody has grounds to quote-unquote be offended. Do you think that people in the Middle East appreciate that every game that takes place in the Middle East has their people being killed on screen on a regular basis? Do you think that the GTA that took place... In, in, in Miami and had the Haitian gangs. You think that people of Haitian descent were cool with that? No, probably not. But you know, again, no.
1: actually there was a big controversy right. over it.
0: And this is and this is what I'm saying. At the end of the day, people have to understand that this is shit that happens. All of it. Do you? It's like nobody can pretend can sit here and tell me that in New Orleans, Louisiana, or in the South, the Klan is not a thing. It is a thing. Somebody getting a brick this through their my, window.
1: My, um, just, just this is my take on it
0: because. Well, I just wanted to add this. As, I wanted to add this. Somebody have you know? People now in 2016 are still getting bricks thrown through their window. that say coloreds get out. Yes. So so, but people got to wake the fuck up. Oh, well, we're upset that the that you know the clan. There's violence against the clan. Okay, there's violence against everybody in every game. Do you think the British like watching, you know, the colonial soldiers kill their ancestors? You think they're cool with that, regardless of whether you felt it was right or wrong? Do you think that's cool? Do you think that people of German descent automatically are going to feel are not going to feel, you know, um, looked down upon because you're automatically associated with being Nazis?
1: Yeah, I don't think Wolfenstein 3D does too well in Germany.
0: Th- thank you. But this is what I'm saying. It. People need to understand, and and this, and to your point, there's 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 so much real shit going on in this country, and I mean real shit, bad shit, that for you to dictate and spend, you know, hours upon hours trying to come up with, well, we should boycott. Really, that's what you're going to boycott. That's what you're going to get upset about. Like I said, like I said a couple of weeks back, you're not going to get upset about. You know, kids being homeless in the streets or, you know, underprivileged, underprivileged neighborhoods or lack of good health care or any or any other real world shit. You're going to be mad because the fictional clan is being killed by a fictional character in. Let me let me remind you guys a fictional fucking game. I can understand if we were talking about that ethnic cleansing game where you played—I don't know—a real clansman going around killing real people. Yes, that's not fucking cool. But this is well,
1: fantasy. The game that I talked about earlier is the hatred. Yep. Where the entire point of the game is to kill as many people as possible indiscriminately for no reason. Yep. Until you get killed yourself. There you go. Listen, I personally
0: thought that was a bit much. Yep. And, and that's what I'm saying. Your belief system, your freedoms uh, as being a, a, a as being a, of being a United States citizen, allow you to turn the fucking channel to not buy the product, to not listen to the radio program. Listen, as somebody who takes care of, you know, two handicapped individuals, sometimes I hear comedy you know uh uh, about people that are disabled and sometimes i gotta i gotta change the station or i gotta just not not pay it any mind is it right is it wrong that's not for me to decide because guess what somebody else may not be affected by that and they're gonna fucking laugh (laughs) these are the facts true you know and when it comes to shit like that comedy in particular i always say it a comedian's job is to acknowledge and say the things that we as citizens are afraid to acknowledge, afraid to discuss, and afraid to speak about. Does it necessarily have to be clean, PC, and and acceptable? Definitely not. Because it is comedy. And the only way that we can look past all our shortcomings as individuals is to fucking laugh about them.
1: <laughs> True. You know? So I mean, just to, to name a few games that come to mind. There, there was the, you know, the controversy over a white guy killing mass, excuse me, a white guy killing, killing mass amounts of black people in Africa. But guess what? If if you're a white guy in the middle of Africa, and tomorrow the zombie apocalypse happens, guess who you're going to be gunning down? Exactly. If Resident Evil happens and you're a white guy in Africa and you have an AK-47. You will be killing a lot of recently deceased black. You'll be re-killing a lot of recently deceased black people. Yep. And guess what? As a black person, I got no problem with that. But again,
0: it's if a you fucking game.
1: A, yeah, it's a game, but people get up in arms like it's real. So that's why I'm. <laughs> it's real to me. You know, Dammit. Ridiculously it. making a a real. <laughs> it's real to me. I wasn't happy that Assassin's Creed. Black flag had wailing in it. But the period of time that it took place yep. in, Heck shit like that happened. Thank you. I deal with it. Yep. You know, what do you call it? You have to be. I don't like the Klan. I will, I will out and out say it. Well, do I obviously. Because you're black. Being... <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. I mean, but even if I were white, but still.
0: <laughs> I have yet with to see flag? a pro clan black person unless you're Dave Chappelle, and you're blind,
1: <laughs> but but you're black, exactly. But I don't. I still don't agree with you know. I don't agree with you know the, the mindless slaughter of anybody. But of course not. I you know if I saw a guy that just happened to be black, that just happened to be gunning down a Klan rally, would I call the cops? I I, I don't know. <laughs> That's that's a that's a tough that's a tough one for
0: me. The views expressed anyway. on my take radio do not affect the, do not <laughs> reflect the views of RageWorks. It's staff and its advertisers. <laughs> no, I mean you know what it is, and and this would be a good way to 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 close it out. We have to understand that in a in an era where we are constantly trying to kill ourselves, and I'm being honest, from you know destroying our own environment killing our own animals, starving our own people, bombing the fuck out of people next to us, uh, killing each other, whether for racial reasons, religious reasons, or anything else. You know, video games provide us an escape. They provide us with a leisure activity that, sure, you could scrutinize it to no end, but if you spend that much time scrutinizing something, it stops being fun. And it's something that I've talked about with movies sometimes where... I don't get overly critical because sometimes I just want to go and enjoy shit for the sake of enjoying it and not make it a job. And this is what I'm saying, man. We are, we, we're, we're, we're killing and, and destroying ourselves on a consistent basis. You know? Yeah. Think, think about the development of the a bomb and how quick we did that, but how, how we're still trying to do away with poverty in our own country, but we could come up with a bomb that'll blow the fuck out of everybody. <laughs>
1: It blows them up so hard it leaves a stain on the wall of what was once their body. There you go. And this
0: is what I'm saying, you know. We're over here talking about, you know, Elon Musk talking about SpaceX and going to Mars and colonizing other planets. It's like, no aliens are going to want us colonizing their fucking planet. (laughs) I mean, get the fuck out of here. You guys have killed everything over there. Don't come here and kill anything.
1: Exactly. All right. (laughs) So there you go. We've talked race, aliens. If anybody wants to see what happens when you fuck up your planet and try to go colonize another one, look up, look up an anime called Terraformers. Oh boy. Look up, just watch the first contact when a lady says hello to a Martian. (laughs) Doesn't end well. I'm just going to say it doesn't end well. There you go. Anything else you want to add, my friend? Yes, Capcom. It's a great thing that you have these challenges to give people fight money easily, but stop me- making them last for a fucking week when it takes <laughs> us five minutes to complete everything.
0: <laughs> there you have it. They Capcom. just
1: released new challenges today. What? Well, let me let me just read these off real quick before you end the the segment. Go ahead. I have Street Fighter Five up. The missions that came out today. Perform a combo 10 times for a hundred fight money. Shibasaki's first request, which probably requires you to play story mode, 5,000 fight money. Join a battle lounge, 500 fight money and play a survival mode. Aside from the one Shibasaki's first request, which right off the bat, I don't know exactly what I have to do. That, that entire list will take maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> And you have until October 13th to finish three of them. The performer combo 10 times, you only have until uh, Sunday. Hmm. I'm like, this stuff is easier than the three tests that, that Rockstar gave us daily for, um, for Grand Theft Auto Five. Right. And they would only give us 24 hours for that shit.
0: There you go. I did want to ask, um, did you download Transformers Devastation?
1: No, I, would, I, I did think about it before the show, but I, like I said, I, I got home shortly before the show. Right, right, right. Gotcha. No problem. Figured I'd ask. But it definitely will happen before October is over.
0: Sounds like a plan. All right, my friend.
1: So, no, I was just going to say I'll, I'll talk to you later. You got it, brother.
0: Thanks again for your call. I appreciate it. No Peace. problem. That was our very own Slick, who uh, definitely had uh, some, some interesting things to add this week. Um, I do got to say before we wrap things up, um, and this is, this is something that um, I got to say is it, it's, it's bothered me a little bit. And, you know, we talked about it before, but I got to say this. And it's that gaming, as I said before, is a pastime. It's a way to decompress, it's a way to enjoy yourself. And please, please, please don't go beyond that. That's all I'm saying. Slick inform me that we got another caller. Let me bring him on board. I believe it's my good friend Dark Helmet. Hello. You have survived the vortex that is Hurricane Matthew. What do you have to add my friend before we wrap up this week's gaming segment?
2: Well, I'm not in Florida, so I don't have to worry about it. But anyone who is in Florida who is listening, I hope you're safe.
0: Yep. Well, like I said, you escaped the vortex that is Hurricane Matthew.
2: I see what you did there now. Yes, sir. (laughs) You did. Uh, Yeah. Slick mentioned some of the shit that's going on with Pokemon Go and Niantic, and I just wanted to add to it. Sure. I am in a few groups. I'm in a few groups online, Pokemon related, of course. I mean, who isn't? And some of the shit that I see from other users is absolutely ridiculous because we all have the same thing, like with like saying how the tracker is basically broken. There's a few people who went, like San Francisco, who got a tracker that Niantic released to just them, and they still haven't released it to everyone else yet, Right. and in the groups people are saying... Well, it's cheating if you use an app or a website to track Pokemon. Just go for a walk. I'm like, no. I use like, there, there's tons of free things out there that just say, hey, what's your location? Okay, cool. Here's what we find for you. And some people say, well, I'm gonna report anyone. I'm gonna, or you're gonna get banned. And like, for using a website that doesn't require your information, no. And you just get sick of seeing these. Right. Oh, well, play it the right way. Go out and walk. Things like. I'm not cheating, I'm not spoofing, I just want to know where the fuck my Pokemon are.
0: It makes the sense.
2: Tracker had, well, the tracker was shitty when it first came out, but at least we had an idea. Like, oh, okay, the, the, um, the steps went down, so I need to go keep going this way. Oh, the steps went up, now I need to move around. Now, uh, but it's been how long, and we still have no idea what the hell is going on. And every little update, sure, okay, oh, we get a new little feature here. Oh, we can walk right. with our Pokemon and get uh, candies. Great, that's cool, but we still can't find shit. I had a Lickitung that if I didn't pull up the um, one of the trackers, I would have completely missed it. I, had it happened to me with an Aerodactyl, I'm looking for it. I'm going up and down, and this is when the trackers were down. Right. And like, where the fuck is it? Where the fuck is it? It's never popped. And all the people are saying shit like, "Oh well, well, you need to play it right. Just don't." Like, no, they screwed. Niantic screwed up. They they they're not listening to people who are saying, "Hey, please fix this. Please fix that." They also don't don't understand that anytime Niantic gets one of those shut down, more will pop up.
0: Absolutely, they're not
2: listening to the community. Sure, the community is going to say some dumb shit, but that, that's to be expected. But for the most part, when the community is saying, hey, we have these ideas or we're implementing these to supplement the game and make it more fun for everyone. And then Niantic basically says, oh, thanks for the information. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. No, it's it true. people want to stop playing. Right. I've, there have been times where I just want to quit or I play so little anymore
1: that makes I will sense. turn
2: it on when I'm walking to work. From work, if I catch anything on the way, cool. Otherwise, I'm like, I I don't care. If I walk around, if I have to walk around my town, sure, I'll turn it on. Otherwise, I'm like, no, it's eh. true. I mean, fix fix some of your shit. I think the game's starting to get dull.
0: Like, I haven't turned, like, when I do turn it on, usually uh, my wife will be in the passenger seat and I'll be like, just hit the Pokestops and grab, you know, extra shit I need and that's it. Like, I play, but it's it's exactly to your point now where it's like, eh, if I'm walking around, I'll do it. But it's not, you know, and it's mostly also because my shit's not at some super high level where I can go and fight in gyms either. So it's just,
2: you know, I'm just there, like, hmm. just
0: catching shit, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, I know all too well. I, when it first came out, I was like, oh, go, 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 right. and then, eh,
0: Like, I, now I'm, it's I'm there.
2: Level I'm I'm going to be there forever, whatever. I don't care.
0: Like, now it's there, and, I and, you know, I play it, but I still, I think I play Marvel Puzzle Quest more than anything. <laughs> Because <laughs> you get daily, you get daily rewards for it. So,
2: yeah. Can you, yeah, can you imagine if Nitic did something smart like, oh, you logged in today. Here's a, here's a Pokeball. Here's five Pokeballs. Right. People would love that. Yep. Because people and, who live in areas where there's jack shit. Yep. They run out of Pokeballs so fast. That'd be just a nice thing. Yep. Maybe I thought about have to that. Be a scaling one.
0: It's like, I, hey,
2: you logged in. You logged in today. Five Pokeballs. You logged in today. Right. Five Pokeballs.
0: Or or at minimum, you know, you get a daily reset of 10, so every 24 hours, you just get 10 of them, and only 10, cool and only 10, like, you can't stack not playing for five days and get, you know, get, get 50 of them, you just get 10.
2: Yeah, you just have to collect your 10 every day and then go hit a hit Pokestop, if yep. you want more, if you exactly. want Green Balls or Ultra Balls, you have to get them from Pokestops.
0: Yep, I think that doing I've stuff like that, that would would, mo-
2: ultras, but whatever.
0: would motivate people to play.
2: Oh, yeah, easily, but is Niantic going to listen no,
0: they're too busy swimming in money, bro. That's what it is.
2: I told yeah, you that. something I, like that
0: well, on top of the fact, like I said, you see how it is with the band that is conveniently sold out. I guarantee you it there'll be new bands available come the holiday season
2: oh yeah oh yeah I've, I've seen people trying to sell them for three times the value, right, and other people say um gamestop has them you know if they're not sold out right and People who are like, "Oh, I'm willing to pay. I'm going to go on eBay and pay this." They're like, "No, nope. Stop. Wait for the year to flip, and I promise you, you will you will see them right, right, like like, frequently. It's going to happen. Happen anytime. Oh, hot new hot new thing comes out. Shortage. Oh no, freak out, freak out. No, stop. They'll be everywhere. Same thing happened with I know. Holy fuck, ten years ago, but the PS3s. Yep, people were trying to sell those for like three thousand dollars." That's right. We were talking about that. It's true. Yeah, like to shut to shut up and wait, and it'll be available for everyone.
0: That's it. Or at minimum, at least cap yourself on what you're going to pay to not make it so that you know there that secondary market takes off to the point of ridiculousness. Like I said, if the band is thirty bucks and you pay forty, even fifty, not a big deal because you couldn't gen you couldn't genuinely find it. But if you're one of those assholes that says, eh, I'll pay the hundred bucks, you're part of the fucking problem.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
0: All right. Anything else you wanted to add, my friend?
2: That was the main thing. You and Slick covered pretty much anything else I was going to talk about, but I just wanted to throw in my view on Pokemon Go and what the fuck's going on with it. No,
0: I, I appreciate that because, again, you're a user, much like Slick, and you're still actively participating, so it's always good to know how, you know, the other side of the, the other side of the fence lives. mm <laughs> I appreciate it, my friend.
2: <coughs> don't don't have a cough. I'm okay.
0: Don't die. Don't die on air, please.
2: <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine.
0: All right, brother. Thanks for the call. Uh, yeah,
2: that's all. I, that's all I had. Absolutely. Right.
0: Take care of yourself. Thanks. Later. Peace. That was Dark Helmet, one of our regulars. Always appreciate a call from him, and with his contribution to the gaming segment, that is going to close it out. Let us switch gears. Jump into some gaming, um, some gaming, some entertainment this week. Let's get to it. All right, I want to get the ball rolling with some box office totals. Um, I wasn't even shocked at this, but Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children took the number one spot, uh, earning $28.5 million. A lot of positive feedback from many people about the film. I haven't had a chance to check it out. I, When I saw the trailers, I said, this movie looks like it's going to be a sleeper, and it's going to be a solid film. And it definitely has not disappointed. Everybody who's seen it has told me that it was extremely enjoyable and fun. So, you know, the number one slot, not shocked. Deepwater Horizon came in at number two, not shocked either. Obviously, uh, Mark Wahlberg definitely continues to be a box office draw. The plot looked good. Uh, it's based on a true story, and it looked pretty well done. I've heard mixed reviews on it. I haven't obviously had a chance to check it out, but took the number two slot. Magnificent Seven was number three, earning $15.7 million, bringing its total to sixty one point six. The Storks were number four. Sully was number five. Masterminds was number six, uh, earning $6.6 million. Uh, The Queen of Katwe was number seven. Don't Breathe was eight, earning an additional $2.4 million and bringing its grand total to $84.7 million. Bridget Jones Baby was number nine. And Snowden was number 10, earning an additional $2 million. Uh, Definitely a... Pretty decent week at the box office. I am counting down for a couple of different films. I still want to see the Magnificent Seven. I also want to see Ben Affleck's Accountant. Um, last couple of trailers I've seen for the film look incredibly promising. I like the I like the premise, and hopefully I can check it out when it opens and share a review with you guys. But in any case, keep it locked to Rageworks for any reviews from either myself, Slick, or any of the other uh, members of the staff over the coming weeks. The next bit of news I want to talk about is something I've talked about on and off for the last couple of months, and that is the Scarface remake. It looks like now we actually have a screenwriter in place with Wolf of Wall Street screenwriter Terrence Winter coming in to write the new script, and Antoine Fuqua will be directing the film. um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued about what they can do with that but I also feel that Scarface is such a classic that I'm not 100% on board for a remake, so we will definitely see what happens. In some box office news, for those of you that are fans of the Harry Potter series, um, IMAX is going to do something very cool. Before the release of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them on November 18th, Warner Brothers is going to release all eight Harry Potter films in IMAX for one week, starting october 13th this is going to be a there's going to be a couple of firsts here uh, harry potter and the sorcerer's stone and harry potter and the chamber and the chamber of secrets it will be the first time that either one of those films have been released in imax format so if you're a fan of harry potter and you want to enjoy the big screen experience uh you can start looking at your local theaters on october 13th and you'll be able to check out all of the harry potter movies before fantastic beasts and where to find them hits theaters on november 18th so mark it down on your calendars folks if you want to check that out on the small screen side of things we got some marvel news um we already know that luke cage is killing it on netflix i haven't got a chance to see it yet uh kind of slacking between flash arrow the exorcist lethal weapon and some of the other stuff which i'll get into later on I have not had a chance to sit down, but hopefully this weekend I can sit down and watch a couple of episodes. But if you are looking forward to Iron Fist, there is officially a release date. Uh, March 17th, 2017 will be the debut of Iron Fist on Netflix. So mark that down on your calendars if you've been looking forward to seeing uh, fellow hero for hire Danny Rand mix it up in the Marvel Netflix universe. Again, March 17th. 2017 for iron fist. One of the shows that I've been kind of watching, there's definitely a mosquito in here. <laughs> One of the shows I've been watching, uh, the last couple of weeks that I've been a little, a little mixed on has been the brand new American horror story. Uh, not really sure how I feel about it, but I can tell you that FX is definitely still on board because American horror story will be getting a seventh season season with Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk handling production. Uh, What I've been seeing so far with my Roanoke nightmare is interesting. I am, I believe, one episode behind, and I like what I'm seeing, but there are certain things that I'm not 100%, you know, I'm I'm not cool with. I think it's just because the first season was so crazy, and then the seasons after, they were hit or miss, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but I'm going to continue watching it because, you know, it's American Horror Story and sometimes it just turns on, it turns on a second gear and it gets real crazy, so I'm hoping that that will be the case with this season, but there will be a seventh season on FX if you are a big American Horror Story fan. In some DC news, it looks like Suicide Squad is getting, big shocker, an extended edition. Uh, Available on Ultra HD, which is obviously 4K, Blu-ray 3D, and Blu-ray on December 13th. The digital version will be available on November 15th. It's going to include 13 whopping minutes of extra footage, folks. So um, the DVD version is only going to include the theatrical version, but the Blu-ray and 4K editions of the film will be extended with the additional 13 whopping minutes now makes you wonder if that 13 minutes is going to make the film better or not it remains to be seen but in any case if you do want to see uh the extended edition of suicide squad you'll be able to see that on digital november 15th and then you'll be able to pick it up for a home video release on december 13th so definitely mark that down on your calendars now Two other bits of news I wanted to discuss, uh, the first being that we are going to be getting a live-action version of Disney's Mulan. Now, if you guys were listening to the show last week, you know that Disney is already moving forward with live-action versions of many of their signature films, including The Lion King, which I discussed last week, Beauty and the Beast, which is going to be released very soon, uh, a sequel to The Jungle Book, a live-action Cruella, a sequel to Maleficent, live action Dumbo, live action James and the Giant Peach, uh, Night on Bald Mountain, Little Mermaid, Tinkerbell, and Peter Pan. So the the reintroduction of these iconic animated films as live action features is going to continue with Mulan hitting theaters November 12th, 2018. When it comes to Disney movies, I have um, my own list of favorites. I personally wasn't a big fan of Mulan, I actually appreciated the the animation style. I just wasn't an overall fan of the movie. Um, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of like that with some Disney movies. I mean, I have my favorites, obviously, uh, the Lion King being one of my favorite Disney films of all time. Um, you know, Big Hero Six is up there. I, I have I have a my own my own list of films, and I think um, I may pose that in the group for a uh, group question to discuss on air next week which are uh at minimum your top 3 to to 5 favorite Disney films but I'm curious to see what they do because as I said last week I was really impressed with the live action Jungle Book so we'll see what happens with Mulan and The Lion King and some of the other films that are going to be hitting theaters over the next couple of months and within the next year or so obviously Uh, as we check these films out we will share our thoughts on rageworks.net now the last bit of entertainment news to wrap things up for this week plus uh the question of the week that i posed in the forum which i'll read in a moment um involves gears of war as many of you know the next installment of the very very popular series will be arriving on store shelves next week Well, Microsoft and the coalition have announced a partnership with Universal Studios to make a movie based on Gears of War. Um, I'm actually intrigued about the concept, and I'll tell you why. Gears of War, in terms of story, and this is something I've said numerous times, you know, I'm I'm not a big multiplayer gamer. I am on occasion, but not to the degree that many of my, you know, many of our staff are you know, I just, I enjoy campaigns, I enjoy good storytelling, and one of the things that always got me invested in the Gears series was the story. Excluding Gears of War Judgment, which I thought was not that great, uh, the Gears, the, the games themselves, just had really, really, really good storytelling, great characters that you were invested in, and many people are saying that Gears of War 4 continues that same trend, and I'm looking forward to that next week, but, um, I'm curious, I'm curious to see if they could pull that off. I think with the, with the special effects we got nowadays, a uh, big screen, a big screen adaptation of, of this game as a film would definitely do well. As always, it's a matter of casting and execution, but I think Gears is one of those series that is tailor-made for being on the big screen, who they cast and where we go from there remains to be seen. But, Rest assured, Microsoft and the Coalition are moving ahead with Universal Studios to bring Gears of War to the big screen. Once we get details for directors, writers, and any potential casting, I will definitely share that with you guys. Now, before we wrap things up, I posed a question in our Rageworks group where I asked, which fall TV shows are our listeners and readers watching? I gave my list, which... I'll share right now um, I'm watching the strain which I've talked about before started watching Westworld holy shit really crazy I watched the uh, ballers the rock show on HBO which is a really good show with some really funny stuff that goes down in 30 minutes a lot of good work there quick tight and to the point definitely appreciate that watching American Horror Story uh, my Roanoke nightmare is the one that's going on now checking that out Hawaii 5 0 I do watch. It's uh it's definitely gotten progressively worse over the last couple of years. I would be shocked if it gets picked up for another season. I am watching all the comic shows. You know, Flash, Arrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl when it comes back on Monday, Gotham, Agents of Shield, all of it. I'm watching all of it. And I gotta say, um, I like what they're doing with Flash and Flashpoint. I think that, obviously, you're not going to get the same story you got in the comics or even in the animated film. But they're, they're definitely having some fun with it. Uh, Arrow, jury's still out. I like where they're going. I like the return to what made the series good in, initially. I like that, a return to form. We'll see how it goes. And um, I'm watching Lethal Weapon, which I thought was really going to be bad. I'm being honest. I've talked about it before on previous episodes. I thought it was going to suck, but I was pleasantly surprised by how decent and enjoyable it was. I think that they did a great job capturing the dynamic between Riggs and Murtaugh. I think that um, the origin story for Riggs is incredibly heartbreaking and they did a really good job in, you know, just focusing on the relationship that him and Murtaugh are trying to establish along with all of Riggs' trademark craziness. Do I see it being a, a show that gets, you know, three or four seasons? I don't think so. I definitely think that you could miss an episode and not miss anything, and that's just because it's a case-by-case procedural where, you know, yes, the stories do tie together in terms of the character development for Riggs and Murtaugh, but aside from that, it's just, it's you know, I look at it like um, any other cop show, but with two more recognizable characters and a hell of a lot more explosives. That's for sure. So that's my uh, my quick assessment of Lethal Weapon. Check it out if you can on demand. You might like it. You might not. It's, you know, it's it's mindless. That's all it is. So I posed the question to the Rageworks Facebook group, which if you're not a member, I invite you to join. You know, what fall TV shows you're watching. Um, Jay Santee said that he needed to watch Westworld and... Um, I totally recommend it because it's insane. Um, Bronx, one of our regulars, he said that he's watching the Strain Ballers, all of the CWDC shows, Gotham and Luke Cage. And he said he was going to check out Lethal Weapon, which I mentioned. Um, uh, This guy, one of our guys out, he said he's checking out Westworld. Um, Son of Zorn, which I have not checked out. If anybody has, let me know your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear. And South Park. Uh, one of our other friends, Javon, who is a regular contributor on various shows, whether listening or sharing his commentary, uh, he is watching all the C- CWDC shows Gotham, lots of NCIS, Atlanta, Lethal Weapon, Pitch, 60 Days In, Rosewood, Z Nation, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Blackish, and How to Get Away with Murder. Uh, Quark said that he's watching the Time Travel show on NBC. And he went on to add that American Horror Story is unwatchable. Our very own Slick said that he is checking out Aftermath. I know that my wife is watching. She's getting into Designated Survivor. I believe she's watching all those Chicago shows, PD, Fire, all that shit she watches. Um, She watches most of the shows that I watch too. And I believe she watches Scream Queens, which I remember I tried to watch that first season season. And I just couldn't fucking do it. It was it was tough. Uh, Slick also adds that he may give Van Helsing another shot. I started watching it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And I think it's one of those shows that if an audience doesn't develop quickly, sci-fi is definitely going to pull the plug. That's for sure. Um, I totally forgot about Van Helsing because I did check it out. Um, I got to say that if there's any, any shows that I may have missed that you guys want us to check out or that you're watching by all means, please please feel free to share it in our Facebook group. Now, as I said earlier, question for next week, if you guys choose to share, what are your favorite three to five, your three to five favorite Disney films? Could be live action, could be animated, but I'm curious. I'd like to know. Drop me a line, MTR host at mytakeradio.com. I'll share your answers on air or pop into the Rageworks Facebook group, and share your favorite three to five Disney films there, and we will discuss them on air next week. All right, that's going to wrap up the entertainment segment for this week's episode of MTR. With that, I've given you guys my take on gaming and entertainment. As always, I'd love to hear yours. Feel free to reach out via social media. You can find us on Twitter, at my take Radio or at Rage underscore Works, either one, whichever you prefer. You can also become a fan on Facebook if you haven't already facebook.com forward slash official RageWorks. And also, obviously, we have our RageWorks official group. We are also on Snapchat, Instagram, Pinterest, Google+, all the usual social media outlets. Um, I do run the Instagram page for RageWorks. So by all means, if you are on Instagram, give us a follow. We share all kinds of stuff, behind-the-scenes stuff, event coverage, tech stuff, pops, you name it. Anything that relates to what we do on air and also on the site, we cover on Instagram and Snapchat. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to do that. I wanted to do more behind the scenes stuff and more direct brand to listener-reader interaction. So definitely still working on on getting that down to a science. If you are on Snapchat, hit us up at Rageworks on Snapchat. Let us know if you're a listener, a reader, or both. Always good to connect. And um with that. This episode of My Take Radio, as well as as well as well any of our previous episodes, can be found on RageWorks.net. Uh, audio versions will be available in podcast format within 24 to 48 hours, and you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. A video version of this show will be available on our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash official RageWorks. And as always, audio and video can be found on RageWorks.net. Usually within 24 to 48 hours, we have a post there on there. We're going to have a post on the site for it as usual. All right, guys, we will be back next week, 1130 p.m. Eastern, 830 p.m. Pacific for the MMA and wrestling edition. And of course, if you're into the gaming and entertainment side of things, tune in Thursday, 1130 p.m. Eastern, 830 p.m. Pacific time. On behalf of myself, Slick and the rest of the Rageworks team. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm out of here. Peace.